What's up, everybody? It's Dorian and Morgan, and this is the, the Rooted, Rooted Life. And uh, what's up, Rudy fam? This is the last episode of our little mini season. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it. Time flies, man. It's been four months. Wow. <laughs> how? Like how? And I love how this season has just like really gotten us all together in terms of like being deep rooted in all these different areas of our faith. And who knew that back in January that we would need to have deeper roots in this crazy season? <laughs> well, we know who knew. <laughs> our boy definitely had a plan. Come on, God. Because God, you know, in his typical loving fashion, was looking out for us, trying to help us get prepared for what was coming. Mm-hmm. And now, before we get too deep into this episode, uh, I think it's only right that we just go ahead and say, we're recording on your birthday today. Yeah. Come on. Happy birthday. Birthday mm. to you. Mm. Happy birthday mm. to you. Mm. Happy mm. birthday. I never know what comes after that no, part. Like Everybody that. just kind of goes, kinda hey. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. just all play it off. <laughs> so, how you feeling about this quarantine birthday? Uh, I think, honestly, I felt really disappointed at first. And then last night, just reflecting on what has happened in year 28 of my life in terms of like this podcast and Mm. just being pushed and and just growing so much that it's just been really sweet and even more like my word this year is celebrate and my birthday is right in the middle of good friday Mm. and easter and i just think that it's such a sweet reminder that he would have my birthday fall where it has and just you know to show me like god is working when we don't see it and that i still have something to celebrate (laughs) just like we have something to celebrate tomorrow that like my savior is going to have the glory and we're going to have the glory and the victory so I'm grateful that I made it to 29, mm-hmm. and I'm hopeful and I'm prayerful for just our community and our country and really our world. That's so sweet, Mo. And I'm so encouraged to see that you have such a bright perspective on it because I know, you know, it's not easy to have all your plans changed up. Um, and even in the midst of it looking different than your expectation, there's still so much to be grateful for. So yeah. that's beautiful. Um, along those lines, so what's one lesson that you feel like you're grateful for from, you know, year 28? I feel like I could write a whole book on all the things that God has taught me in this year. But I think the lesson uh, that stands out the most is just like, he really loves me. Mm. Like, I, I think I knew that he loved me, but just just watching how he has walked with me and carried me and taught me and just pruned me. I'm like, this guy really loves me. Yeah. And the fact that he like cares more deeply about me than I care about me is crazy. Cause like I'm real selfish. So it's like, you like me more than me. God? Like that's <laughs> wild. So he has just really showered me with love and just being able to like have more community and do this podcast and to heal. Um, and again, to be dif- uh, disciplined has just been a real gift. Ooh, wait a minute. Discipline. Cause that's no joke right Mm-mm. there. Honestly, it seems like the closer you get to God, the more he disciplines you. And I was just talking about this in my Rooted Read last week about how in this season, he's been peeling back so many layers of my heart Mm -hmm. and exposing the real me. Mm -hmm. And it's so uncomfortable and it's so frustrating and it literally never feels good in the moment. (laughs) But I always see that the character he's developing on the other side of that exposure is so worth it. Mm, So real. He has me all the way exposed. No idols, no insecurities Mm. to run to, uh, no external validation to really be seeking. I'm just out here in the open. And it's just like God to have the final episode of our series be about discipline, particularly in a season where I think a lot of us are just learning what it means to be disciplined right now. Just like him, that the last area that we need to focus on deepening is discipline. So when you think about that word, what comes to mind? 
When I think about discipline, y'all, I think about my high school uh, basketball coach. His name is Coach Dows. And I don't know if I've mentioned this podcast, but my dad passed away when I was younger. So my coach was the most influential male figure in my life growing up. And uh, from like end of ninth grade all the way to 12th grade, he pushed me. He forced me to lead. He challenged me. I mean, he was giving me consequences. He had us running extra suicides, runs, like it was candy. Like that man loved to give consequences and discipline us. And he was like a military veteran and he had survived cancer. I mean, he was a tough, wow. tough man. But when I look back, I see that he had, he's poured so much into my life. He sacrificed time with his own children mm. and his wife to develop us. And he really saw something in me and did everything in his power to pull out what he saw. So I didn't appreciate it then, but mm. you know, 10 years down the road, I am just so grateful for him. Yeah. yeah. I see discipline as like a constant discomfort. Um, like when I first got into working out, I used to do late afternoons or evenings, mm -hmm. but then I switched to a job that caused me to have to work, work out at 6 a.m. So of course it was miserable at <laughs> first. And like I had not yet built the endurance to wake up so early, but over time with the consistency and um, the help of my trainer, who was always going in on me, <laughs> I developed the ability to be able to wake up with a little more ease. And I was able to get to the workouts on time. And to be honest, like even now, years later it's still difficult to wake up at 6 a.m. for mm -hmm. these workouts and honestly I believe it's always going to be uncomfortable because I would rather sleep but because I've seen how the discipline ultimately was for my good both in character and in this case body you know I'm willing to make whatever sacrifice is required for it. In the Bible there is um, a passage that really just captures discipline so beautifully and that's in Hebrews 12 mm. verse 4 through 13 and in the Jesus Bible it's labeled as God disciplines his children mm. and starting at verse 4 in the Passion Translation, the author really outlines the significance and the purpose of discipline, not to underestimate the value of God's disciplining and not to get depressed when we get corrected. It's so interesting that the author felt the need to start off with that value. What are they trying to get us to understand here? So for context, um, just before this passage, the author references Jesus and how well he had managed life's pressures. And so he was kind of giving us encouragement via the perfect example on how to navigate our own lives. And so in Hebrews 12, 3, we're told to look unto Jesus that we will not get weary and lose heart. And so I was like, okay, why would the author feed us encouragement right before talking to us about discipline? And I think it's because he knew that trials are inevitable in life. And not only that, some of them are going to come specifically from God. God in order to build our character and ultimately bring him glory. And I feel like this is the part of the Christian life equation that we don't really lean into as much um, because it's suffering plus glory. <laughs> like wow. we spend a lot of time talking about the blessings and the favor and the glory part mm -hmm. of the equation, but we don't talk about the trials that will surely come as James says. So the author is reminding us of the full picture that God is trying to mold us into the best version of ourselves. And we're too self-absorbed and fleshly really Ooh. to get there on our own. So discipline is a requirement. And so really the author is starting off with value. So we don't place more weight on what is easy over what is effective. Wow. What a season for that word. <laughs> wow. That is so good. And it's really interesting to me that the author tells us not to get depressed when God has to correct us. And I think a lot of us do get depressed when we get corrected because we have this skewed perspective of God. And that's based off of our experience with our earthly uh, parents. Mm. We make God pay the consequences for what our parents did wrong. And I think a lot of times growing up, we were punished. We weren't disciplined. Like no one was walking us through it and helping yeah. us learn. We were just punished. And oftentimes we were punished out of anger. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us just naturally equate discipline with anger. 
anger, but yeah. that's not how God works at all. He disciplines out of love, not out of anger. And so I think overall, a lot of us just have a very limited and incorrect perception of who our father is and how deeply and consistently he loves us, which makes us question his motives, his actions towards us, AKA think and discipline means that he's angry with us or that we're even in trouble. Yeah. I mean, even hearing you say that now, it's still difficult to really comprehend. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, a lot of us are struggling with that very misconception because it's hard to associate some pain with love. Mm -hmm. And I've really even had to ask myself, okay, so how is disciplining really an evidence of his love? Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that the author already knew that this question was going to (laughs) come. And so verse six says, for the Lord's training of your life is evidence of his faithful love. And the answer is in the next line when he says, and when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child. And so this verse really reminded me of the cheerleading squad that I coach and sometimes we would cheer against other teams and they would make smart comments or do some moves that I didn't feel like were appropriate for some teenage (laughs) students and my girls would be like oh okay can we get back at them can we battle can Mm -hmm. we do this and I would always be like no we ain't doing all that and my response was the same and they would always wonder why I was being so hard on them but it was because they were my responsibility not the other squad and I cared about how they were being perceived as young ladies and if they were upholding the values of our squad in our organization and similarly I think you know we are God's responsibility and because of that he cares about how we're presenting ourselves and how we're represented out in the world so when he's choosing to correct us it's only because he's invested specifically in us as his children wow I love that perspective. God is invested in my success. And Mm. even hearing you talk about coaching cheerleading makes me naturally think about my high school basketball coach. Like Mm -hmm. Coach Dow saw something in me before I could see it. He saw potential. He saw gifts. He saw skills that I didn't even know I had. And he kept pushing me to my physical limits, sometimes (laughs) my emotional limits, to pull things out (laughs) of me. And I just think, like, imagine how much more our father sees and deeply knows us. Like, God sees and knows the complete full version of myself and the discipline that the Holy Spirit does is all aimed to pull out that potential, Mm. the gifts, the calling, the fruit to fruition. And he would be a, a negligent father to let me stay mediocre to not allow me the opportunity to reach my full potential. That's so good, Mo. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the Holy Spirit because the Spirit plays such a key role in this disciplining. Mm -hmm. It's really the small voice for me that is encouraging me to push through the pain in moments where it's difficult to be corrected. And I love verse 7 where the author tells us to fully embrace God's correction as part of our training, Mm -hmm. for he is doing what any loving father does for his children. And then as verse 8, he goes even so far as to say, welcome God's discipline as the validation of of authentic sonship for if we have never endured his correction it only proved we are strangers and not sons wow girl when i read that i said that's heavy basically the author is saying if you're not being disciplined you need to reevaluate your relationship with god that's wild oh that's wild so okay let's try to be practical here so how do we embrace god's correction especially when we know it's going to be uncomfortable Hmm, i think that's a learning process for all of us honestly (laughs) i think first you have to be willing to admit you don't have it all together you're Mm. not perfect you don't know it all and you have to be willing to put that pride aside Mm. and be willing to acknowledge that you mess up and i think honestly when you open up about that it actually gives the holy spirit more room to move into your heart yeah and i think for me sometimes it feels like instant guilt or conviction i might watch a sermon and it speaks on the exact same thing i was struggling with um and i've learned just the more i tune in and listen aka spend time with god and respond obediently to what he's saying the more the holy spirit actually speaks and the more discipline i get (laughs) 
Yeah, that's such a good tip. That pride piece, I think, is one of the biggest things that holds us back from receiving discipline. Mm -hmm. And as with everything, you've hinted at the other big reminder, which is to spend time with God. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then you don't know his voice. You're not able to hear him as clearly and you don't really understand his heart for you. Mm -hmm. And I love that verse 10 says so clearly, like God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. Mm -hmm. So we know that there is good behind the discipline, but even knowing that it's hard for us to trust that a stranger has our best interest at heart. Woo. You can't. <laughs> and then verse 11 goes on to say, I think it's my favorite scripture of the entire passage. Honestly, it says now all discipline seems to be more pain than pleasure at the time. Yet later it produces a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield it. Wow. So like I mentioned about the 6am workouts, like All discipline is going to require sacrifice, which is going to be more painful than pleasurable, (laughs) but only in the moment. Because eventually, if we have patient endurance, then we will see the spiritual muscles that we've developed on the other side. And it's all going to be worth it. Wow. This (laughs) has been an entire word. A word. A word. A word. I don't know any other way to respond to all that. That is so good. So before we officially wrap up this episode, I'm wondering if we can discuss what discipline really looks like for us in this season. Mm. Well, for me, discipline right now is just quick obedience. Mm. Um, So I feel like God will say something to me and then he's going to like confirm it via a friend and then I'm going to see it in a sermon and then I'm also (laughs) going to read it in a scripture and then he's just going to be looking at me with the side eyes like, so what you going to do? And it's always really tough because my flesh will be like, nah, it's not that important yet. Like I'll get it right the next time. But Pastor Mike recently said in a sermon, um, our disobedience prolongs our infancy. And I realized that it's really just my immaturity that prevents me from heeding to God's instructions the first time. And I don't want to be a child forever. Like I want to grow up as a mature Christian. And so now I'm just practicing a quicker response time. Ooh, that's good. I think for me in this season, God is saying, sit still. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of times, kind of what you're saying, I am resistant to the discipline because I don't like it. I think that he's mad and I'm spending so much time resisting it that I'm preventing him from doing the work he actually wants to do. And Mm -hmm. if you think about him being a heart surgeon, like they put you to sleep for a reason. You need to be still. So if I'm fighting the surgeon who's trying to do the actual work to cause healing in my body, he Mm. can't do his job. Mm. So I feel like in this season, he's like, no, I want you to sit in that discomfort. Yeah, that insecure place, that fearful place. Yes, sit there. Mm. There's nowhere for you to run and let me do the work that I need to do in your heart so that you can be full. Um, And it kind of makes me think about Psalms 139 where David was really asking God, like, search my heart, Mm. know my anxious thoughts. And I feel like that is a word for this season for me to just sit there and submit and let him do his job. Um, And I think that he's also shown me in various ways, like I'm reading through Hosea. I think Pastor Furtick has had some really timely messages this season that's really helping me um, see that I need to respond in a more um, submitted and open way to his discipline. Yeah, that's so good. Um, And this was such a strong note to end the Deeper (laughs) Root series on. Like, I'm so grateful that God had us hold out on discipline to the very Mm -hmm. end. Because when you really think about all those other areas that we've talked about over the course of this series, like, if you don't develop the ability to be disciplined, then none of those areas will work anyway. You have to have discipline to trust Mm -hmm. God. You have to have discipline to pray. You have to have discipline to fast, discipline to have quiet time, like, discipline to be generous. Like, all of those things need this. 
And so uh, it's just like him to show out like this. So I want to make sure y'all got these good tips at the end. So to grow deeper in our ability to be disciplined, we can remember the value of the lesson and trust what's effective over what's easy. We can see God's correction as his affection. We can lay down our pride and spend time with God. And finally, we can trust that our sacrifice for God will yield a harvest. Wow. I love that. And as always, if you don't know where to start, you can start right there. Like, tell God, like, God, I want to be disciplined, but I don't even know what to do. And I think some things you can start doing, like we mentioned earlier, is like spend time with him, Mm. spend time in the word, spend time worshiping him. And I really uh, pray that we can be a generation who's willing to receive the loving discipline of our father so that we can leave this difficult season and be more mature, whole and equipped to do the work that he has called us to do. Mm, I love it, Mo. So let's move from a better version of ourselves to God's best. So thank you all for joining us for part seven, the final episode of the Deeper Roots series. So as we mentioned, sadly, last week that this is our last episode until the new season will come later this summer. But we can't leave y'all completely hanging. So don't forget, we've got our live Bible study series, 20 Minutes in the Text, which is coming to IGTV this coming Tuesday, starting at 630 p.m. And it'll be also available on our YouTube channel. Yeah, and if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Rooted Life Podcast. And be sure to check out the link in our bio on ways to give or volunteer to various causes as a result of COVID-19 this season. And finally, if you haven't already, please rate us five stars and leave us a brief review on Apple. All right, y'all, we are standing with you and we're believing for deeper roots in the area of discipline. So y'all have a great spring and start to your summer and know that we are praying for you all in this season. And we mean that we can't wait to join you guys this summer for our new season coming back on July 15th. We love y'all. Stay rooted.